Americans are capable of achieving extraordinary things when they have the freedom and opportunity to do so. This is American Potential, and here's your host, Jeff Crank. All right, well, today we have part two of Lewis Korndike's story, and it's the story of a short-term rental operator in Las Vegas, Nevada. On a previous podcast episode, he told his backstory of why he started operating a short-term rental and the government barriers he ran into. He started a short-term rental to take care of his aging parents, and he was able to work with the state chapter of Americans for Prosperity to get some changes made at the local and the state level. Now, due to a new state law, Clark County, the home of Las Vegas, finally had to pass an ordinance regarding short-term rentals. Here's an excerpt, by the way, from the code they passed. Quote, the emission of noise, light, smoke, particulate matter, odors, and hazardous materials from the short-term rental residential unit, which unreasonably annoys or disturbs the quiet, comfort, or repose of any person of ordinary sensibilities is prohibited, unquote. Gee, how could anything go wrong there? In August of 2022, the Greater Las Vegas Short-Term Rental Association, which Lewis helped found, sued Clark County, the Clark County Commissioners, and the state of Nevada. Today, we're going to have Lewis Korndike talk about this lawsuit and the preliminary injunction that calls parts of this unconstitutionally vague and overly broad. Lewis, thanks again for being on the show to tell us the second part of this incredible story. Well, Jeff, thank you for having me. Yeah. So just as a recap, there may be some people who listened to this episode who didn't hear the initial story, but just as a recap, tell folks why you decided to get into the short-term rental business in, uh, in the Las Vegas area. I got into the short-term rental business to take care of my parents. My parents were elderly and now reached the age where they can no longer take care of themselves. I needed to put my parents in a assisted living facility, which was very costly. So I made, what I did was I short-term rented my house. This enabled me to afford to put my parents in assisted living that had top-notch care, which they so richly deserved. I then started getting notices from Clark County that you're not allowed to short-term rent. I had a hard time believing that until the fines started rolling in. They subpoenaed my records, hit me with $62,000 in fines. Something I did not mention in the first episode, I really feel I failed my parents at this point. I had to remove my parents from the assisted living. Mm. This, is, this is our government we're talking about. Right. The government, even though I explained to them why I'm doing it and where the monies are going and what it's doing, it did not make any difference whatsoever. I had to remove my parents out of assisted living. Because of this, I put my parents as close to us as possibly could. 
visited my parents multiple times a day, but my mother, she, she suffered a fall and she wasn't in the facility with the nurses, which could have easily saved her life. But my father called me and said, your mother fell and she doesn't look so good. I raced over there. I was just there in a couple of minutes, but I, I, I didn't get there in time. Mm. My mother passed away in my arms. Mm. And this never would have happened if she was in the facility with the proper care. Yeah. But what, what an incredible story. And I'm sorry uh, about that. Both the, the situation that the, that, that frankly the government put you in uh, there, but also sorry uh, for, for losing your mom. It's always tough losing your mom. I lost my mom and I know that's a difficult thing uh, for anyone. Um, you went on as part of this battle, you went on and formed uh, along with uh, another person, you formed the greater Las Vegas short-term rental association. And uh, we talked about it a little bit on the last episode, but, but tell us about that organization and what you do. Yes, this organization is fighting for property rights. It's fighting for the STR community. It wants to see common sense regulations. We don't mind paying our taxes. We don't mind anything, but we need somebody to fight for everybody's property rights. And that's what we do. So as you, uh, as you're looking at this ordinance, and to be clear, Clark County had to create an ordinance because the state passed a law that said they had to, correct, to allow it. Is that right? Correct. Correct. The, that last session, they passed AB 363 that directed Clark County to come up with an ordinance by this past July. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, AB 363 almost read like an ordinance itself. It was so restrictive. Mm-hmm. And AB 360 states that Clark County cannot make it less restrictive, but they can make it more restrictive, as restrictive as they see fit. Mm-hmm. And they, they see fit to make it a, a lot more restrictive, it seems. I mean, I read this portion of uh, that, that all these things, odors, hazardous materials, particulate matter, smoke, light, noise, Anything that unreasonably annoys your neighbor. Well, what if your neighbor is unreasonable in the first place? Um, I mean, this is this. You don't write regulations this way. These are these are written really to shut down the short term rental uh, business, I think, in in Clark County. But talk about some of what are some of the most restrictive parts of this ordinance that Clark County put in place on short term rentals? Well, some of them are. Well, to your point, also, what we should first recognize is the fact that all the nuisance laws are already on the books. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't care if it's a noise ordinance, if it's trash, right. if it's disturbing the peace, they're all there on the books. We don't need a whole new set of ordinances and rules and regulations exactly. just based on how long you're actually there. Right. <laughs> That's right. a ridiculous well, thing. And, and what is the cutoff? Is the cutoff 31 days? Is that right? Yes. So if you're there 30 days, these rules apply. If you're there 31, the, these rules don't apply. That's Correct. Just, that's crazy. But go ahead. Correct. And if you look at AB 363, they had things in there like, you know, seems reasonable. You can have up to five houses and then things that get a little crazy. 660 foot separation between short term rentals 
Oh, this is a lot of fun. Every time they want to say the hotel association isn't involved. The last few days of the last legislative session, when they were going to be voting on AB 363, the hotel lobbyists were there and had them and asked them to put any 2,500 foot separation between a short-term rental and a gaming hotel. Any gaming hotel or future gaming hotel that is going to be built. And that was easily put in the, the, the bill just in the last couple of days. So you can't tell me the hotels have yeah. no part of this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other, and by the time Clark County got their hands on it, they took, uh, you can make it more restrictive. Well, they took that to heart. They, they made it even more ridiculous. They went from 660 feet to 1,000 foot separation between short-term rentals. Uh, you do have that 2,500 foot separation between a gaming hotel. They're limited it to only one short-term rental per person. So, so a person can only own one short-term rental property. You can only own one. Yeah. That is it. On top of that, why do you think, I mean, I, I guess we, Sometimes we mistakenly use common sense to figure things out and realize the government does not <laughs> they don't do use that. that philosophy at all. <laughs> That's right. Because why would you put 1,000 foot separation between short term rentals? Well, maybe they just want to limit how many short term rentals sure. are out there. Right. All right. Fine and dandy. So on top of that, they said, no, nope, we're limiting it to 2,800 licenses, and that's all we're going to issue. Approximately 2,800 licenses. And when asked where they come up with that figure, they say, well, that's about 1% of the existing housing stock. Gosh. So 2,800 out of the thousands of operators, you're, you're wiping out between 75 and 80% of the short-term rental operators. Well, just like that. With yeah. One fair swoop. In, in one swoop, they're wiping out all of these people in order to do what? They, they, they put in that a unit has to be 2,500 feet away from a resort hotel. I mean, I don't know how these poor little resort hotels would even survive if there was one, <laughs> if there was one uh, short-term rental unit within 2,500 feet of them. I don't know how in the world they would survive. I don't know. Not to mention, I would ask, I would say, can you get it a little, can you, can you waive that 660 foot regulation within 2,500 feet of our hotel? Because we want them closer to our hotel because if they're closer to our hotel, there's a better chance that those guests are going to come and patronize our hotel. Yeah. You would think Right. I mean, you, you mentioned this in the first uh, podcast that we did on this topic. You said like people aren't coming to Las Vegas to go to your, uh, your short-term rental. They aren't going to go to these. Their, their plan is to go to these resorts and to go to these casinos and, and other, other places. It, this just doesn't make sense. So, so those are some of the really onerous things. Any, any other things that just stick out on this? I mean, I, I worry when they write regulations like that, that basically would cause neighbor to turn in neighbor, uh, neighbor to be suspicious about the other one. When you're saying something uh, that they can, that it is prohibited if it unreasonably annoys uh, someone else. Goodness gracious. I mean, that, that is uh, something that anybody could make the case that it unreasonably annoys them if they don't like a person, for instance. 
Oh yeah, it, it, exactly. The, the what the ordinance does is it weaponizes the neighbors. Yeah, you know it it, it gives them all the power they need. Yes. Right. And it turns, it's really sad when government does this through policy. And I know that over the last couple of years, we can think of, well, I mean, you know, whether it's, whether it's, you know, masks or any of these things that kind of, you know, without taking positions on that, those kinds of things have been divisive to our society. And this is certainly divisive when you're basically giving, putting out a regulation or an ordinance that says, if any of these things annoy you, you can turn in your neighbor. I mean, it, yes, exactly. And it's, it's, it's a little sickening, honestly, to see how and how dirty, really, the government can be. Right. And this is what they do. They weaponize the neighbors and they even give, we will call them the opposition, ones that don't. People are naturally scared and afraid of things they don't understand. Sure. And if you have the government actually throwing fuel on the fire instead of calming them and saying, no, 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 this is what it's really all about. Short-term rental, they even have more control over the property than they do of a long-term. You know, if somebody's making noise or something like that, we will go after them. We will punish those that need to be punished, but we're not going to paint the whole industry with that same broad paintbrush mm -hmm. right so the the government will tell the neighbors you know if you suspect your neighbors a short-term rental operator please call this hotline not that they're disturbing the peace not that they're bothering you just the fact you suspect they're renting their property out please call this hotline and in case in point i do have my neighbor that as soon as i started doing that to take care of my parents he was the one that turned me in and he's down the street. Mm -hmm. The people that lived right next to me had no problem whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I went down the street and I talked to the neighbor. I said, here's my phone number. If you call code enforcement or something, they're probably not going to get there till next week or they're well gone. So if you have a problem, you know, please call me. I'll take care of it immediately. And, and I'm just curious. So what, what, what exactly was the problem? with those guests were they loud was did something happen they go no nothing at all but clark county says it's against the law oh. so it's my civic duty to turn you in because oh you're breaking goodness. the law oh. there's your perfect example the government is just creating a problem where there isn't a problem yeah and turning turning neighbors against neighbors and that's not something that is productive for society and when government is doing something like that they are they are being counterproductive to a civilized society by doing that. So the Greater Las Vegas Short-Term Rental Association decided to sue Clark County, the Clark County commissioners, uh, and the state of Nevada over this. Um, what, when did you decide that? And tell us where that whole process is. Well, we decided that when we could get nowhere legislatively. Right. We could not get common sense ordinances and such passed. Mm -hmm. When we had, when we exhausted all our options, we were left with no other option except to sue. And so that's what we're doing. That The Greater Las Vegas Short-Term Rental Association is suing the state and the county. Mm -hmm. uh, we did already have a preliminary injunction right. that we won. The unfortunately, there are so many points of the ordinances 
the judge is almost overruled. I mean, they already ruled in our favor against family or groups, parties, annoying disturbance. There's a bunch of things in there we already won, but there is so much we still need to do. And so this will be going to the state Supreme Court mm-hmm. at some point. We will be appealing. Clark County might be appealing because they lost a bunch on the preliminary injunction. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So the biggest the- thing now. So, so the preliminary injunction you felt was basically in your favor, uh, right? It, yes. It, did it prohibit these regulations from going into effect? Unfortunately, no. It okay. ruled on a bunch. We The judge basically ruled nine out of 12 points in our favor. Gotcha. Uh, did not really give the whole entire thing an injunction. And this was over five weeks ago, Jeff. We're still waiting on the written order from the judge. So we really need to see exactly what that's going to say in her written order. Mm-hmm. So uh, now you had uh, the, the Clark County has a, an application process, right? To apply yeah. to get the, the permit for this. What did the judge say about the application process? We didn't, they didn't rule on the application process itself. We'll see if something comes up in the written order or not. But the application process is, in itself is ridiculous. I mean, they have a pre-application process that ends uh, March 13th, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And this is anybody that wants to apply for a short-term rental license has to do the pre-application process. So, and it's really just your name, contact information, the addresses of the property you want to list and such. They're really, this is a information gathering ploy tactic. There's really no reason for it. We suspect they just want to learn where all the short-term rentals are, are. And once the ordinance goes into effect, they know where everybody is and they can just go after everybody and shut them down. This is incredible. Why? Do you think it's the county commissioners themselves? Is it the is it the resort and gaming industry has undue influence over them? Is there maybe some staff person at Clark County that 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 just doesn't like short term rentals? And I mean, what what do you think it is, or is it all of those things? <laughs> yeah, I'll take D. All of those things. <laughs> all of these. All of these. Yeah, it, it, it's it's amazing, including the culinary union. Believe it or not. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, uh, we had a meeting before the pandemic with Commissioner Tick Siegerbloom. I was really appalled. When we walked in and talking about short-term rentals, the first thing out of Tick Siegerbloom's mouth was, you're not here to try to convince me anything about short-term rentals, are you? And I said, well, that was the whole point of this meeting. He said, well, you're wasting your breath. I'm not going to support short-term rentals. Gosh, and, and, and I said, well, why not? He goes, well, because the culinary union doesn't support short-term rentals. <laughs> well, at the time, I'm a babe in the woods. I didn't yeah. know. I, I, I don't know if they did or didn't. I had and, no and idea. You didn't know that you, that the culinary union had been actually elected to the Clark County board of uh, commissioners. Right. I mean, it sounds like they're the <laughs> ones that get to control the vote. I don't know. It, it, it does. And, <laughs> and honestly, I did not. I was ignorant. I had no idea. I, I didn't know there'd be a reason for them to be against us. Right. But apparently they are. 
Yes. And, and, and when he said that they don't support him, I was dumbfounded. And in this particular meeting, Wiz Rizard from Americans for Prosperity was there as well. Mm-hmm. And I could see him, and I'd look in the corner of my eye, and he almost looked like the cat that swallowed the canary. <laughs> and I was dumbfounded. I was like, I could not believe what he was saying. And I made him repeat it. And I said, you don't because the culinary union doesn't support it. He goes, it's the culinary union that got me my job. I'm not going to go against the culinary wow. union. Yeah. And right. I'm like, are you kidding me? And I'm, this is the first time, one of the first times I'm talking with a commissioner and such. I'm not used to this. So I, my jaw sitting the floor when Wiz is just kind of smiling. Yeah. And I said, are you telling me if the culinary union reversed their position tomorrow and supported short term rentals, then you would support it? And he said, of course. <laughs> well, I oh, find right. out later talking to Wiz, he said he's not used to hearing politicians tell it like it is and be right. honest like that. Right. He goes, he goes, I have to respect Tick Sigerbloom for not being like the other commissioners and just deny, deny, deny. He mm-hmm. flat out just said it and he had to respect him for that. And I'm like, okay, but I am shocked. But Wiz, he went on to say, but Mr. Sigerbloom, do you realize a lot of, some of your culinary union members or some of the culinary union members are actually short-term rental operators. You know what Tick Seagerbloom said? He said, I don't care about the members. I only care about the leadership. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. That was my introduction into yeah. politics right yeah. there. Yeah, welcome to Clark County, Las Vegas politics. Um, so we, we're almost out of time here, but what, what are you guys doing next? So, so right now there's been a preliminary injunction. You're still waiting for the ruling, right? Correct. Yeah. We got. We basically have the ruling, so now we're waiting on the written order, and then we will be able to move on and and uh, appeal this because we want everything. Because we believe we have a very, 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 very strong. We got a great law firm. We have a really strong case. Um, so we're we're going to appeal this and take it to the Supreme Court if we can. We're already spent so much money, so we're. The Great Las Vegas Short-Term Rental Association is doing fundraising and everything we can to take this to the Nevada Supreme Court and win this on constitutional basis. Well, good for you. I'm glad that you're fighting. And I mean, we talked about this on the episode before. This is a David versus Goliath story. And David had to have courage in that fight. And you guys have courage. And I appreciate that. If people wanted to help... Uh, in this battle, or they want to learn more, where, where can they go? What's the best place for them to? Oh go? yes, P- please, please, please. We could use your support. That would be www.glvstra.org. Gotcha. The glvsta.org, Greater Las Vegas Short Term Rental Association. That's what it stands for. Dot org. Um, and so, uh, that, that's where you can go and, and get more information. Lewis, this is an amazing story. I, every time we talk about it, I, there's some new wrinkle, some angle that you, you let, let me know. And I just, it continues to amaze me. I hope you guys keep up the battle. You're building forces, you're building your, your, uh, your ground game and, uh, and, 
I hope that you, your grassroots capability gets stronger and stronger as you go along. Thank you for, for your time. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Jeff. It was a pleasure. All right. Well, listen, if, uh, if you're up to, against a similar situation and government's prohibiting you from reaching your full potential because of a regulation or a law, we'd like to get you connected with an Americans for Prosperity State chapter. Be sure to email me at jeff at AmericanPotential.com. And, you know, you can always connect with us. The American Potential Podcast, we're trying to keep these stories out that inspire you, that inform you. And the best way to stay connected with us is to follow us uh, and to like us on channels on social media. You can do it on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And if you know of a great story like Lewis has of someone out there in America that's fighting this battle against a government that has a silly regulation, in some cases, even an evil regulation that prevents them from reaching their full potential, let us know. Go to AmericanPotential.com and fill out the share your story section there and we will get in touch with you. We'll see if we can highlight that story. So I hope that you do that. Thanks for listening today. Uh, Thanks to Lewis and all their great work on this issue. And thanks for listening to American Potential. Thank you for listening to American Potential. You may listen to more stories from Americans working every day to expand freedom and opportunity in their communities by visiting AmericanPotential.com.